You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most passionate business owners on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, well known visionaries, and people just like you who have a story to share or a brand that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Today's guest is Andrea Moxham, who's the founder of Horseshoe & Co., a marketing agency located in Ontario, Canada. Andrea and I have been connected on Instagram for many years, and when I had a chance to speak with Andrea about her expertise in the realm of marketing, using a particular tool called HubSpot, you might have heard of it, but you might not, I was super intrigued and I was left wanting to know more, so I figured you all would probably be interested as well. Now, you don't need to be interested in HubSpot itself or marketing for that matter to enjoy this podcast episode. We're diving into juicy conversations around how to use the browser extension called Loom to connect with your dream clients, why self-teaching is her preferred way of learning, how to segment an email list for maximum performance, why mapping out a customer journey is crucial to continued success, and we dive into some fun chats around her favorite way to wind down after a busy work week and an iPhone app that she can't live without. This episode is perfect as a complimentary episode to last week's conversation with no issue, especially if you're an aspiring or early stage business owner, then these episodes are super value packed. So enjoy this episode with Andrea from Horseshoe and Co. And I will see you on the other side. P.S. Before we dive in, I just want to ask you something. Are you finished your 2021 business planning yet? As in, are you clear on what you'll be promoting in 2021? How you'll generate new leads and sign multiple paying clients each month? When to run promotions and strategic sales? And where to be spending your precious time so you can grow your business without stress and overwhelm? Now, if you haven't done your annual planning, it's time to hit pause and spend two hours with me assessing what worked and what didn't so you can make 2021 your best year ever. Join us for the Visionary Annual Planning Workshop online, where we're going to do a deep dive on the seven-step process for ensuring that your new year is set up for massive business success. Early bird pricing for the workshop is on now. It's very affordable, and this is just for a limited time. So click the link in the show notes or the link in my Instagram bio. And as a podcast listener, you can use the code SUCCESS at checkout to save $50. Again, use the code SUCCESS at checkout to save $50. 
Okay, Andrea, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Um, We have been connected, I think, via Instagram for at least a couple of years. And I was so excited when you popped into my inbox and suggested this amazing topic for a podcast, which is all about HubSpot. And in the online business and marketing world, I hear about HubSpot constantly, but I've never taken the initiative to actually learn about how it could support me in my business and really what it is. So I know that so many of the listeners are going to be fascinated with this because they might be on the cusp of needing something like HubSpot. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat a little bit more about HubSpot. I'm sure a lot of your listeners, if they've ever Googled anything like sales or marketing related, they've come across yeah. a HubSpot article. But like yourself, unless you take the time to actually leave the blog and leave that knowledge base and recognize like, well, what is HubSpot? What does it actually do? Um, so this will be an interesting topic to shed some light on. I love it. And we'll also dig into a bit of your story, too, because I know you've started this business and you are someone who is obviously paving their own path doing what you do. So we'll definitely get some of that story, too. So let's dive in with some quick fire questions so that people can get to know you. Uh, Firstly, I know you're in Ontario, but where did you grow up and where do you live now? So I grew up in a town about 45 minutes outside Toronto called Georgetown. And back then, it was a very small, quaint town where everyone knew everyone. Um, But my brother and sister-in-law still live there. And every time we go back to visit, it's just like growing and expanding. So it used to be the kind of town where I had to describe to people where it was. But now it's it's been put on the map because it's pretty big. Now we live just outside of Lindsay, way out in the country, still in Ontario, uh, kind of between Lindsay and Peterborough in a really, really old farmhouse um, and we're surrounded by crops and I love it I wouldn't have it any other way kind of the the exact opposite of you (laughs) yeah oh my god that is such a dream I love that you live in a farmhouse middle of nowhere kind of what I imagine and that is the beauty about what you do being able to work online so it's really cool that you've been able to create that I'd love to know what is one routine you practice daily as a business owner that you feel like you can't live without I feel like at a time like this where routines have kind of been shaken up, it's difficult to point to one, but I would say as cliche as it is a workout, Um, I've still been very diligent about moving almost every day. Um, Obviously not going to the gym anymore. So I've kind of had to improvise with what I've got at home, but it's my escape for, you know, 45 minutes a day where I can listen to a podcast, listen to music and kind of get out of my head off of my computer. And it's pretty much a non-negotiable. I need to do that, you know, as many days out of the week that I can. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. And I feel like uh, it is often where I get some of my best ideas when I just am disconnected from the laptop and moving my body in any way, shape or form. So it's awesome to hear that you do the same. Um, Do you have a current favorite app or piece of software or tool that you use maybe besides HubSpot that helps you to run your business and make you feel empowered that it's a little easier with this tool? Yes. And this is such a cool question because it's one that you mentioned on a recent Instagram post as one that you potentially use or recommend to your clients as well. It's called Loom. Yeah. And 
it allows you to screen share and record, but you can also record your face at the same time. So you can do like Mm -hmm. a split screen and it has just proven to be such an amazing tool. I will loom everything that I can. So where clients ask questions, you know, as opposed to setting up a time to meet, I'll use loom to film them a quick tutorial Um, if I'm talking to a new sales prospect and I want to kind of continue to nurture that relationship in a more personalized way, um, I'll send them a loom and check in or send them some resources or, you know, tell them a joke or something. It's just such an awesome way to connect with people in very bite-sized chunks. So I am obsessed with loom and I'm like shouting it from the rooftops. So hopefully Mm -hmm. people listening to this podcast will, look into what Loom does and start using it. Cause I really feel like tools like these are going to change the way we do business. I mean, a lot Mm. of us are so inclined to just like hop on meetings, but this has a way of eliminating that, but still using that same personalized connection. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because I think it is really important as our time gets more and more scarce as business owners, we can't be jumping on Zoom calls to explain every last little thing. And Loom is such a good way to just be able to do it on your own time. And I was actually just chatting with a client yesterday who is Loom obsessed as well. And she does these Instagram audits via Loom and actually uses it um, to basically warm up prospective clients. And she'll say, here, you should improve this and this. And then she sends it to them and then follows up with them. And then a lot of people end up signing on with her. And I was like, you are genius. (laughs) And I think clients or prospects on the other end really appreciate this because it's different. You know, they're used to getting the just wanted to follow up here. Are you ready to purchase my services? Like, no, not really. So something like this just gives it that oomph. Oh, it's so true with the video connection versus just typing them an email. So great tip. Uh, And what's your favorite way to wind down after a busy work week? You know what? To be honest, I feel like living out in the country has really helped um, eliminate that need to feel like I need to wind down at the end of a work week. It doesn't mean that I don't have hard work weeks, but I think living out here where it's almost kind of like a cottage, if I've got a hard day, we just sit on the deck. I'll have a glass of wine usually on the weekend. That's probably the way that I wind down. But um, yeah, I love being at home. So I don't need to really go out and get out of the house. I'm so content here that I would say Mm -hmm. the best way that I like to wind down is honestly just sit on the deck, have a drink, watch the sunset and unplug as much as I try to. It's, It's so easy to always be connected, but I find the best conversations and the best ideas and the best like relationship building never happens at the dinner table when we're both staring at our phones. So for sure. (laughs) And I love that you say that that's actually um, kind of the most unique answer I've ever got that you, you don't actually feel like you need to because you are living what I would call your most visionary life every day and not seeing it as I I grind Monday to Friday and then I can like drink my face off on Saturday to (laughs) unwind. And this is this is the goal that I think that so many of us are just um, the light is going off for people that why am I just waiting for a holiday or living for these two weeks a year where I can 
feel free, but then the other 50 weeks I feel chained. And yeah, I just, I think your answer is like spot on and that's why you're on this podcast. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Hopefully it's inspired someone. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. All right. So maybe you can zoom the lens back a little bit and from whatever logical starting place you want, uh, we'd love to know your origin story and how you got to where you are today as the owner of Horseshoe & Co. So uh, take us back and walk us through your journey. Sure. I would say um, dating back to my university years, I took marketing um, as my undergrad, but I really didn't feel like I actually started working in marketing until about five or six years ago. Um, After I graduated, I had a couple of marketing jobs, but then I got a job at an agency, which really is what helped me get my foot in the door um, and helped me recognize that what I was doing for clients through this agency was something that I could be doing on my own very easily. I think I've always had entrepreneurial tendencies, but I never really had this vision of I'm going to start this type of business. It was always kind of just like in the back of my head, like, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be my own boss. It didn't really Mm -hmm. matter to me what it was until I started working in that, at that agency. And for anyone listening that's ever worked at an agency, they know that it's, it's a difficult job. There's a lot of pressure. Um, There's a lot of levels of like, um, appreciation that you have to build, you know, you need to, uh, your, uh, your team needs to appreciate and respect you. You need to build that appreciation for your client, for your entire agency. So you've got a lot of people to please. And I think that's what helped me build a lot of really valuable skills. Um, not only in the way of marketing, but just, you know, I built a bit of a thicker skin. I wouldn't say that it's (laughs) thick enough yet, but, Um, yeah, I I guess I reached a point where I didn't have any of my own clients. I just had this faith that I could do it on my own. Um, and that I had the infrastructure, I guess you could say to, to start a business like this, you know, like I had the tech tools and I had the know-how. So I basically quit working at that agency and, started my business um, the next day. I remember opening my laptop the day after I left the agency or the, like my, after my two week notice I gave, um, the first day that I was an entrepreneur really full time, I was like, oh boy, this is a little more intimidating than I thought. Um, So I made a lot of mistakes early on. I basically started as a freelance marketing consultant, I would say. Um, But even labeling myself as that was very generic. I would do basically anything that any prospect asked for in the way of marketing, sales. Um, And it took me quite a few years to really hone in on what I wanted to do. And I'm still learning that process. But over the years, um, I kind of narrowed my focus to more marketing content type deliverables. And then fast forward to last year is where I discovered that the kind of underlying thread among all of these projects or most of the projects that I was working on was a tool called HubSpot. And I recognized, you know, I've been using this tool basically all day, every day for like six years. Maybe this becomes my focus. So that, I guess it was the beginning of 2019, I decided um, 
Spot has a partner program, which mm-hmm. basically means that if you're an agency, you can sign up to more or less be an affiliate. So any uh, business that I bring on to sign up for HubSpot, I would get a commission. So that's really what solidified my commitment to that platform. I decided I've been using HubSpot for so long. It's going to be my bread and butter. I'm not going to be a marketing consultant that will use just any tool and do any kind of marketing work. So yeah, I think that was a really pivotal point for me. Um, And now I've really just become even more focused on HubSpot. So continuing to narrow in on those services that I offer um, to the point now where, you know, everything on our website and everything on social media is completely um, HubSpot focused. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we've been able to become like the HubSpot agency. So now... Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now, Um, a HubSpot agency. Um, Yeah, in a nutshell. Well, it's so good to hear that too, that I think like myself and like so many other people, oftentimes when you start your business, it's more general because you don't actually know where you're going to niche down. You don't know what people are going to come to you for. And you're still trying to find your own strengths and skill sets um, that you can zero in on. So it's nice to hear you kind of started the journey as more of a general marketing freelancer. But as you got to work and started working with clients, you found that niche. So it doesn't always happen overnight that we just know exactly what niche we want to work with. Um, Sometimes we have to self-explore and explore who is coming to us for many months or even many years before we can really figure out um, what that definition and what those key features of our business is. So I just want to, before we move on to talking about HubSpot, I'd love to know, because I'm sure many people are trying to bridge the gap between the day you quit your job and then started this business, like, how did you find your first client from there? Like sitting, twirling your thumbs probably wasn't getting you uh, your first few clientele. So do you remember what some of those key things you did to get your name out there and to sign a couple people on so that you could make some money and do this as a living? I do. And I cringe talking about it. I applied (laughs) for public job postings, you know, ones that were open um, that used terms like contractor or freelancer because it helped me recognize that they weren't looking for someone to grow into like a part-time or a full-time role and that their goal was always going to be to outsource this to someone independent in hindsight. It was such a poor way to go about it because almost every client that I worked with, um, wanted to bring me in as an employee. And I always had to stop and be like, no, no, my goal here is to build my own company. So you need to, we need to keep this very separate, but yeah. So it, I wish I had gone about it another way and, you know, use the tactics that I was using with clients, like creating content and networking and things like that. But Unfortunately, I learned the hard way that, you know, I was doing interviews with companies to get my first few clients. Yes. But hey, it got you some clients and granted, like maybe they thought your intention was a little bit different than what you thought it was. Uh, I still think it's a very strategic way to get your name out there. So you do what you got to do, right? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) 
a quick word from our premier sponsor of the Visionary Life podcast, and that is Healthy Planet. If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchase by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. So, okay, now I think is a great time for you to explain what is HubSpot? Give us the intro as if we have never been on the platform before. Yeah. So it is a tool that allows you to attract, convert, and delight your ideal prospects. Um, And it's a vague definition because the tool itself continues to expand. Um, But really what it does is it spans across the entire customer journey. So it includes tools that allow you to attract customers by blogging and by using social media and advertising. Um, And then further, you know, as you collect those leads and start the conversation um, using tools like email and forms to actually convert and collect that information. Um, and then delighting those customers using even more tools. Um, so really what it does is it's a collection of tools that depending on the size of your team, it gets your marketing sales and service team all working together in the same platform. Um, and you know, a lot of the times that's one person, the marketing sales and service department is all one person. But I think looking at HubSpot in comparison to other tools, um, they probably used a variation of different tools. You know, maybe you've got a landing page tool to help convert your visitors. And then you have another tool for email marketing. So you're jumping into that one to send emails to your subscribers. Um, and then maybe you've got a, uh, a survey tool like SurveyMonkey to to gauge how effective your services have been or how satisfied they are. So HubSpot really brings all of these marketing, sales, and service tools together. Um, and I think it's important to note that HubSpot has grown so significantly and really pioneered this space of inbound marketing. Um, so I think the definition of what HubSpot really does is is becoming even more vague almost because it's Mm -hmm. just spanning across so many different aspects that it's, um, it's difficult to say, like, I think HubSpot started as a marketing automation tool. So that's how a lot of people still brand it. It's something that helps you automate these sales, marketing and service tasks using workflows, but it's become so much more than that. So to give listeners an idea of what it can do. I mean, your landing pages, your blog, email, social media, reporting, your live chat, your buttons on your website, forms, um, all of this lives within the same hub. And that's kind of just the marketing aspect. On the sales side, um, it helps you 
kind of guide your team and your buyers through this process that you create. So basically you identify like, what is this process that we go through? Cause everyone has a process, a sales process, regardless of whether you're a team of one or a thousand, there's always going to be a process. So basically by creating that infrastructure on HubSpot, it's going to help you walk through that process, automate what you can personalize what you can to get your strangers to basically convert into customers and further beyond that which is something they're really emphasizing lately is not only just ending the relationship once they've become a customer but turning those customers into evangelists that want to go out and shout your company from the rooftops and kind of help you build that network of referrals so yeah that's a long-winded definition of what hubspot does but i think for good reason because each year they continue to add new features but i guess in a nutshell it's basically a marketing sales and service tool to help you attract convert and delight your customers wow okay so i didn't <laughs> realize it was so robust um it kind of makes me think like I have different software for my landing page. I use lead pages, email, I use Flowdesk, uh, task management, Asana, blog, Squarespace, forms, Even type form. Website, they, <laughs> they've now introduced a CMS so you can host your entire website on HubSpot. We actually just moved our website over to HubSpot yesterday for, I mean, they've obviously got a, a solid product, but part of the reason that I did that was basically just to explore what HubSpot can really yeah. do and make sure that I am so well versed in every facet of what it can offer. Um, so yeah, it, it can host and build your website on there as well too now. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I think some of the people listening to this are probably like excited at this opportunity, but also feeling overwhelmed, like, oh, my God, I have to be doing all that stuff in my business. And what I would say to that probably is like, you know, this is you enter slowly, right? And as your business grows, you start needing more capabilities and more automation, like you say. Um, so who is HubSpot perfect for? Like, should we be chatting with you the day we start our business and getting on HubSpot? Or is it something that only like late stage entrepreneurs, people who already have a successful business, is it for them? Like what would be your definition of who it's perfect for? Yeah. And I think to be even more vague, HubSpot is literally for everyone. And I know it's probably sounds like a bit of a conflict of interest for someone like me to be saying that, but I truly feel that what used to be, because I've been working with the platform for so many years, day in, day out, I've seen the changes that they've made to adapt to the freelancers that are, you know, building their side hustle and don't have the money to invest in um, expensive tools. So what used to be a platform pretty much exclusively for like small businesses, medium sized and enterprises has now become an amazing tool for, like I said, like solo entrepreneurs that are just starting out. They've, they're free. They've got different tiers, which is another reason why I feel that it's an awesome tool to grow with, you know, use the free version for a year, build your infrastructure on there, build out your pipelines and, add all of your contacts in there. And then as your company grows, the idea is that you need more features, more services, and you kind of grow with those tiers. Um, but 
Yeah, I would say it's very easy to use independently. Like the free version is so robust um, and it's a great place to start with um, kind of integrating all of your different tools or eliminating all those different tools. So like you said, a lot of businesses, I think, have like a landing page tool, an email tool, a live chat tool. Um, Mm -hmm. Even starting with HubSpot, once you've already got those individual tools and kind of bringing them together on the free version is a great way to get started. And like I said, grow with the platform and tier up to a new level when you need it. Um, And COVID has been a really good example of how committed they are to building out the comprehensiveness of this free version. They've just added so many new features. And to be honest, I mean, as someone who makes money off of people that are struggling with building out HubSpot um, and really using it day in, day out, it's almost a little bit frustrating how much the free version can do now, because like I mentioned (laughs) earlier, um, as a HubSpot partner, we get commission on sales. So obviously if someone's paying $0 for HubSpot, don't get a ton of commission on that. So yeah, I mean, it it works both ways. I love that it's so adaptable and it caters to all different sizes of businesses. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, don't build out the free version too much because then no one will ever pay for it. (laughs) A little too generous. So what you're saying is we can start on HubSpot for free, start exploring it, but there might be a time and place, maybe when we hit a certain income goal or when we're looking to really rev up our business, that we might need to consult someone like you who truly understands the back end of the software and you can help us to maximize its capabilities, right? Exactly. So I think if you're someone that's going to get started with HubSpot, you'll recognize just how much there is in there. And if you're not spending the time to explore all of the features and really optimize them um, as much as it, as it is a marketing automation tool, there still needs to be a really strong human element to kind of manage and set up those types of things. And also mm-hmm. as your database grows, like you're getting more walks of life in your email list and HubSpot is an awesome way to segment and to personalize your touch points. But only with a bit of a human element, right? So if you're kind of just investing in HubSpot or not, you know, using the free version and then expecting it to just like do its thing, um, I think you'll recognize really quickly that things can get out of hand or on the flip side, you may not actually see the ROI out of HubSpot because you're, you're missing out on some opportunities where you need to be kind of diving in and optimizing what you're doing in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good to know. And I know that one of the um, main features of HubSpot is helping with list building. And this is something that I get asked questions about all the time. So can you just run us through how using a software like HubSpot would actually help us to grow and nurture an email list? Yeah, definitely. So the form feature on HubSpot is part of the free version. And I think that's probably the biggest hurdle that a lot of businesses overlook is they're like, my email list isn't growing, but a lot of the time it's because that form to collect subscribers is so buried on your website. So I would say my first point is to, if you're going to use a HubSpot form is to put it on more than one place, you know, use it in a pop-up, use it on your contact us page, use a form on your blog, use a 
platform on, you know, anywhere that you can, you need to make it easy to for those subscribers to convert, you know, um, that's step one, I think. But the nice thing about HubSpot is you can customize what you want to ask on those forms. Um, so if there's specific criteria that you want to know about your leads, asking that on a form now gives you that opportunity to segment. So let's say it's important to you to know the size of the company that they work with or the city or province that they live in, mm-hmm. um, whether they are, they have kids or not, like you can ask all of these different types of questions on your form. And then I think the biggest challenge is using that to your advantage, just because you're collecting that information on a form. Cool. But what are you doing with it? And that's where HubSpot is going to help you segment. So once you know, like, yes, if this group of subscribers has kids, what kind of messaging are they going to need that's personalized to them versus someone who lives in, um, a specific province, you know, and there's just so many opportunities to personalize your outreach with them based on what you're collecting through those forms. Um, So I think, yeah, ultimately the nice thing about HubSpot is the ability to segment who's in your database, which is such Mm -hmm. an oversight by a lot of companies as they just build that email list, but never stop to pause and look at, well, who's in here and how can I make sure that they are grouped in some sort of category that warrants specific messaging because it's it's so important to personalize your touch points with them um especially at a time like now where emails are just out of control yeah. like so <laughs> many emails everyone's moving digitally so what is going to help you stay 100% relevant because if you're not you'll lose that subscriber whether or not they unsubscribe or just ignore your emails Mm-hmm. Um, if they've learned that they don't resonate with the type of content that you're sharing with them, you're really just wasting your email list building efforts. That's so true. And I think that oftentimes just the concept of list building is so overwhelming in the early days that we just, we don't even have the brain capacity to think about segmentation, but it is so important because otherwise you're spreading a blanket statement to a bunch of people who signed up all for different reasons. And like you said, that's putting you at risk of actually just losing that subscriber because the message isn't meeting them where they're at. Whereas if you collect somebody's form on a new marketing ebook that you created and then you're launching a marketing program, it's perfectly aligned. You know they're interested. Your unsubscribers will probably drop because you're only sending it to the people who who want it, not the people who signed up for a totally different reason. And I think it's something we all need to carefully consider. Yeah. There's uh, words I always look for in emails that I get. um, And it's usually around like, if you are something like that, just the word if in an email followed Mm. by an assumption that they're making tells me immediately that they haven't segmented properly because otherwise they would know very well that I am not someone who, you know, is on the brink of buying a new house or, you know, like if that, statement is just not relevant it tells me that they haven't done a very good job segmenting because otherwise they would say you are someone that's on the brink of buying a house you know because they've collected that information and that's helpful to them to ultimately help you so oh my god yeah, that's the, such a statement i look for in emails is the if word <laughs> 
That's such a good tip. And I feel like I've probably been guilty of that. But that is we all have, right? game changing, right? It's not if you are, it's you are someone like we should all strive for that level of, of support for our micro communities. I love that. Exactly. Um, now, I noticed on your website that it says you are a platinum HubSpot agency. So what does that mean? Does that mean you are like a guru or master? <laughs> yeah, what it means, it's a good question, actually, because um, it, it, I, I touted, but a lot of people don't know what it means. So if you've been a HubSpot partner for long enough, you know, you tear up as you sell HubSpot to more businesses. So the more businesses you can convince to say, hey, sign up for a paid version of HubSpot, um, you get essentially credits. Um, so once you reach a certain tier, you, you move up. So they've got, um, they don't have silver anymore. They eliminated the, the bottom tier, which kind of screws the rest of us over, but they've yeah. got, um, <laughs> gold. Now I'm losing it. Anyways, they've got, <laughs> they just introduced these like last month. That's why I'm a little, yeah. uh, skeptical on these, but yeah, it means I'm in one of the higher ranks in terms of how many businesses I've brought onto HubSpot. So it's pretty cool cool that I've done that basically on my own. Um, a lot of the agencies have at least a few employees. Uh, I'm trying to get some stats to find out, you know, how many platinum agencies are really just one employee and also in Canada because we're very underrepresented here. Cool. Hey, that puts you at an awesome advantage and good for you for being kind of a leader in the market. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people are curious, can anyone become a HubSpot expert? Like if someone listening is like, oh, I'm interested in a new career path, what does that look like? Yeah, well, I think there's a bit of differentiation between like becoming a HubSpot expert and a HubSpot partner. Um, Anyone can really become a HubSpot expert if you've explored any of the resources that HubSpot has to offer. They have so many different certifications. Um, So technically, you could take the HubSpot certification and call yourself a HubSpot expert by all means. To be a HubSpot partner... Um, you have to be using a certain level of their products. So you have to be on the professional version. So if you're not, then technically you could look at that as um, like an investment that you have to make to become a partner, but really you don't. There is an application process and like a bit of an approval process that you have to go to. They don't just let anyone become a HubSpot partner, but um, yeah, it's, it's certainly a cool career path and you don't need to have a team. I did it all on my own and the commission that you can make from becoming a HubSpot partner is pretty incredible. So it's worth exploring if you mm-hmm. like HubSpot and are looking for a new career path. There should be a commission for partners who bring on partners. There absolutely (laughs) should be. And a lot of companies have that. So you should probably suggest that to them because, you know, you're opening up career opportunities to others. And, you know, granted, that could be fearful coming from you of like, will they take my business? But there's room for everybody. There's so many online businesses these days. Be my competitor. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm sure like, you could bring these people onto your team or something. That's true. Yeah. I'd love to know what is one major milestone that you've reached within your business that you've been uh, very proud of? 
Honestly, I would say it's becoming a platinum HubSpot partner. And I think internally, it means a lot more to me than it does to people outside that don't really know what it means. But I think why I'm so proud of this achievement is because I've really done it on my own. Um, Again, I don't have any stats to back up that I'm the only Canadian agency that's been able to achieve this. I have a feeling, you know, just kind of looking at all the other agencies, but there are thousands of partner agencies and I feel very accomplished that I've been able to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if businesses don't fully understand what it means, I think it's definitely done wonders in terms of, um, you know, building that thought leadership. I shared some posts on LinkedIn about becoming a platinum partner and call it a coincidence. I don't know. But after that, I just got so many messages and emails from like past colleagues and connections that were interested in kind of stirring up a new conversation. Um, And I think also why I'm so proud of it is because I started out as a freelancer and I was more or less working like in-house for a couple different companies. And I've always had to stop and had that, have that conversation with clients to say like, no, I'm not joining your team full time. I feel like I've always kind of had to vouch for what I wanted, which was to build my mm-hmm. own business. And because I'm still, you know, more or less the only employee, all of the team that I have their contractors, I still feel like I have to have that conversation that I, I'm a business owner now. I'm not just a freelancer who's like building a side hustle. So becoming a platinum partner was really what internally made me feel like I've done it. You know, this is something that I've achieved on my own that most agencies need a team of like 10, 20 employees to help get there. So yeah, I I feel Mm -hmm. really proud for, for achieving that. Yeah. And congratulations. It's so cool to reach that milestone. And sometimes the accolades just give us that renewed sense of, okay, I got this. Like I'm ready to strive for that next level now. And you know, kind of like drawing from the fact that you were able to just quit your job with the confidence to start this business and that you've built this all alone and kind of been paving your own path with um, being kind of on your own in Canada as one of the only people doing what you do. I'm wondering, what do you think is it about you? Like, is there a certain character trait that you have that are you fearless? Do you just have this like relentless desire to achieve? Is it a work ethic? Like you're hustling all the time. What has been one of the factors that you think has gotten you to where you are today? To be honest, I mean, it's definitely a collection of all of those that you just said, but part of it, to be honest, maybe a negative character trait, but it's worked in my favor in this case is being a bit stubborn. Um, even like my first jobs when I was in high school and in university, I kind of always not um, defied authority, but internally I was like, I, I can't get down with this. Like I need to be setting my own rules. And I mean, I was very respectful. Of course I was never um, yeah, defiant, but I think that stubbornness and, you know, like I've shared that clients would ask me to join them full time. And the job offers I got were amazing and much more than I was making freelancing, but I was stubborn enough to be like, no, I'm doing this on my own. So yeah, I think stubbornness is definitely one that worked in my favor, but I guess you could look at that uh, on the flip side that 
I was very driven. Um, so I think the two of those are really what got me to where I am today, but also risk-taking too. Um, I think I talk to a lot of people that have a skill or have a product or something that they wish they could turn into a business, but they're just so safe in where they are right now with a job, um, you know, maybe saving up for a house or something like that. And I was able to look past those things and look at them as like completely independent. Like this is yeah. something that I need to do um, and just did it. So yeah, I think the, the element of those three are really what um, got me here today. Mm. Love that. As you were saying all of that, I'm like, oh, my God, that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> um, we have many similarities. So uh, last question that I want to ask you, um, when you feel stuck or uninspired or unmotivated, which I know many business owners, we don't always wake up on the right side of the bed. Um, what do you do to shake that mood? Because you're obviously busy. You've got a lot of clients to manage. Uh, so kind of how do you keep yourself in the right mindset? Or when you're not in the right mindset, how do you get rid of that and keep going with your day to pursue your goals? It sounds so simple and cliche because we are on a podcast, but getting out of the house and listening to a podcast has yeah. seriously changed my perspective. I remember right before COVID hit, I was talking to a good friend of mine and she said she listens to like two, three, four podcasts a day. And we both have very young kids under two. And I was yeah. like, how on earth do you have time to do this? But I just started making the time. I um, like I work from home, my husband leaves the house to go to work. So I really have no excuse to leave. Um, but I, now that our daughter goes back to daycare, it's my excuse to get out of the house. It's a 45 minute drive and it is my escape. I get out of the house first thing in the morning to drop her off. I listen to a podcast and it honestly just sets the tone for the day. I can wake up in a bad mood, but I get excited the night before when a new podcast has been released <laughs> that I'm like excited to listen to. Yeah. And it's been game changing for me. I never thought that I would be someone that has the time to listen to like two, three podcasts a day, but you just make time and I love it. I love, you know, like feeling invested with these podcast hosts that I've subscribed to that mm -hmm. um, I look forward to hearing what they've got to share and getting my own ideas. So just getting out of the house, listening to yes. a podcast where people are inspiring me. That's mm -hmm. been amazing these last few months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to hear too, that even as a mom, like you, you now prioritize that because obviously that sets you up to have more success in your business. And I think we can always find time for the things that really matter to us or the things that we know bring us joy and that are going to set us on the right track. So do you have a like a favorite podcast that you don't miss an episode of? Uh, well, I mean, aside from yours, which I listened to this morning <laughs> on my drive, where you talked about the seven marketing principles. Um, there's one that's hosted by a two HubSpot partners. And these guys are like my HubSpot idols. I feel like we're in our own little world, us HubSpot partners, but yeah. <laughs> it's called uh, HubShots. And it, I mean you have to be an avid HubSpot user to appreciate it. They just dive into like the most nitty gritty 
spaces and complexities of HubSpot that I deal with day in, day out, um, that it's just so familiar to me that when I listen to it, when I'm driving, like I talk out loud and I have to like make notes using Siri because I'm just like, ah, yes. So it's a very, very niche niche podcast, but it speaks my language to a T that would be, I'd say my favorite because it's just so relevant to what I do all day, every day. Well, that's perfect, too, because there is truly a podcast for everyone. They can make us feel so plugged in and so understood. It's like, I finally found my people, no matter where you live, whether you're out in the country or in the city, like you can always find that that person who just gets you and that talks yep. in the same <laughs> language. So I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this wisdom, not only about HubSpot, but just about your background too. I think it's always inspiring to just hear the origin story and to really just see the behind the scenes of what it took to get this business up and running and to hear it from uh, a very unique and authentic perspective. So thank you so much, Andrea. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and we will have to chat again very soon. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was a good chat. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.